I think people should, just again, personally, should get vaccinated. If they're one of these wild people who thinks they're going to be filled with nano machines, well, the solid snake is going to save us anyways. Other people just complicate my life. I don't like to get involved. This is the Alleged Wrestling Podcast number whatever it is. I don't even know anymore. 274. Jesus Christ. How are we still doing this shit? How have we not been cancelled? It's insane. I need to say more outlandish shit. No. (laughs) No, I'd appreciate if you didn't. But like, if you you feel you have to, like. If you feel you have to, go on someone else's podcast and do it. Isn't that right, Steve? That's good. Yeah. Yeah, fair play to him. Appreciate it, Steve. Yeah. Good input. He doesn't want us to do it on our podcast. He wants to do it on someone else's podcast because they're bad, aren't they, Steve? It's because they're stupid. That's why. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, so where are we now? We are allegedly the Thursday, the 24th of November, recording, going out, and you'll hear yeah, I it live. Hey, Fabe, 26th. 26th, yeah, well, I enjoyed the toy show last night, lads. <laughs> <laughs> How's your Thanksgivings? Uh, have we talked about the toy show on this pod? It's been five years, surely we have. Oh yeah, we've we've gone into detail on the toy show. Yeah, we've tried to explain it to uh, non-Irish listeners, and they don't understand it. And I can understand why they don't understand it. It makes no I sense don't. when you think about it logically. It's, no, it's I tried to explain. Fantastic. I tried to explain it to some people in Singapore today, and yeah, did, like tried to to say like, you kind of have to go, yeah, but you have to be Irish, kind of, you know, it's, <laughs> you have to grow up with it, otherwise it makes no sense at all. Um, it's, it's it's part of your childhood, like it. It's just gonna yeah. stick with you. Like it'll probably get as many views as the World Cup final, which is surreal to me. Yeah, what? But I don't understand why they have a kids' toy show at half nine at night. That's the one thing that always <laughs> breaks the understanding explaining it to people it's the one time the kids can stay up and watch it it's a special <laughs> occasion and what are you most looking forward to nick the toy show but what on the toy show you're going to stay up late and have sweets and jellies and light the fire and all that jazz see we usually have the christmas decorations up in time for it or at least on the day but uh lisa's been sick all week she's in hospital last night so um oh, yeah, so we didn't really have a chance to do any of that. So um, I guess just. So you have to do it tomorrow, then, is what you're saying. Not a fucking chance am I doing all that myself. <laughs> Gordo did all of ours. Well, Gordo and Pad did ours. Yeah, I tried to help a bit. Yeah. So we are I, uh, officially battle. FAF right now. Yeah. Festive oh, as fuck. Nice. I won my battle with the one set of lights. The other set of lights will be going up tomorrow on time for the toy show. Yeah, uh, we have to buy new lights. But yeah, I won my first battle of lights anyway, which is fine. So nice. I might put up like the the house village thing, Christmas ah, village yeah. we have. That that's easy to do. I don't need to put up a tree for that. I see. Uh, how was your Black Friday weeks going? Have you snapped up any bargains yet? 
Um, got eleven t-shirts from Qwerty. Jesus. <laughs> oh man, of of all people that are on the face of this planet that need t-shirts, you are definitely not one of them. <laughs> I'm starting to trade out the old ones now, though. So, like, yeah, this, I've been wearing that for four years. It's pretty ragged. Uh, another year that I'll throw it out. But um, I know I, I've got a lot. You could go to like a car boot sale kind of thing and sell off clothes secondhand for charity and <laughs> make a fortune. Yeah, probably. But you're all faded all in this point, all the older ones. So, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I did uh, source some whiskey. They, they, they have some decent deals on some whiskeys and duns at the moment. Oh, pray mm. tell. What what you get? Uh, what did I get? I got the Powers Tree Swallow. I got the Jameson Caskmates. Oh, nice. Um, oh, I got another one as well. I can't remember what it was. Another Jameson one. They've uh, they've got like twenty euro off a lot of J- the ones that are around fifty ish. Interesting. So yeah, any on the old uh, green spots. I didn't spot, I didn't look that way now. I was looking at the, ah, the other ones. So. Ah, <laughs> uh, Gordo. What? So, Gordo, I hear you're wrecked at the moment. What's the story behind this? I am fucking shattered. You can probably hear it. Um, Allegedly, Gordo is not a coward. I'm not a coward. So, I went up to Dublin yesterday for a Nightwish gig, which... First of all, it was fantastic. Amazing gig. Loved every second of it. But my plan, and I had everything booked, was I was going up yesterday. I was getting the bus back at midnight last night. Get back here about about half two, quarter to three. Nap time, wake up for work. Everything fine. We get up there, go to drop off. The lads were staying up, go to drop off the bags at the hotel. We sit down. Turns out there's a third bed in the room. <laughs> then Nick being a bad influence that he is whips out a bottle of whiskey <laughs> remember how I remember we'll say remember half just under a half maybe a third of a bottle of whiskey that's pouring whiskeys for us all long story short to skip forward a couple of steps uh, I ended up ringing my boss and uh, asking can I start an hour late today so that because I got threatened with coward status. Oh, if I was to not stay up with the lads and have a couple of drinks and get the seven a.m. bus back to Galway today in time to work, so I obviously had to push my shift back an hour. That was no problem. Due to Thanksgiving, it actually benefited everybody if I started never late. So, yep, that was all fine. But uh, obviously we end up going out drinking last night after the gig for a while. And then we end up back at the hotel. And obviously I try my best to stay up later than anyone else to make sure that everyone else gets to sleep before I start me snoring. And uh, yeah, so it's from about half two, quarter to three and I get to sleep. And my alarm goes off at quarter past six. <laughs> so Gordo gets up, gets out of the bed, managed to get out of the hotel room without waking up either of the two boys, mm-hmm. which quite proud of um, stumble down O'Connell Street at fucking half six quarter to seven in the morning hop on my bus back do not sleep on the bus back work the full day finished up watched AEW and now have jumped on to record this podcast so as you can imagine I am fucking shattered I'm also up since half six but I wasn't drinking last night 
Yeah, I, I have a mixture of very slight hangover and travel tiredness and mm. gordo tiredness and not having a nap today. I did drive up to Galway and back today, so I also have the travel tiredness. But Yeah, so it's 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 been fun. So uh, yeah, as soon as we finish this, I am pretty much going down to get my tablet and so I can watch an episode of something in bed and then I'm got up and I'm falling asleep. Ah, you'll be up playing FIFA for four hours. No, no, not tonight. The new, the new content dropping tomorrow. I'll just wait and play double tomorrow. Howard? No. No, that's not something that's 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 not something that can be flagged by coward status. I've been whooping bitches in that game all week. They deserve How are you going to do that? the other people deserve a night off from getting their asses kicked. And how pretend are you going to do it tomorrow when we've got the evening lined up with foosball, with England playing American Euro or the World Cup, and then the toy show? Yeah, huh? I'm conflicted yeah, huh? with the World Cup right now because I have England in my work pool. Uh, <laughs> I've got England, I've got Argentina. Oh, wow, that went well for you. Can I pivot over here and ask the resident football expert, Steve, what are your thoughts on England? I can't take it anymore. Oh, okay. He's not a fan of England either. Gotcha. He's he's worried it might be coming home. What if it does come home? What if it does come home? Oh, it's get really home. painful. Jesus, oh. Steve. I didn't think it would oh. hurt you that much. Slayton just started getting like a fucking 50, 55 yard reception for the Giants, and he is sitting on my bench. Well, that's very silly. Um, yeah, it's so a Black Friday week. It has kicked me right in the dick. Oh yeah, um, for you it's gonna be horrible. Yeah, so normally, um, I'm busy usually on a Thursday. So to the day we would have recorded this baby live, I don't know what we're doing right now. The Thursday of Black Friday week, Thanksgiving Day is usually my busy day where everything changes and everything has to be updated and fucking everything has to happen. That happened this year on Sunday night. So I was working from Sunday, from 11 p.m. Sunday night until half three Sunday mor- Monday morning. Um, and then worked full day Monday, full day Tuesday, long day Wednesday, long day today. And I think I might just die tomorrow. Think the sweet uh, relief of death might be worth it. That's fair, yeah. Uh, well, at least you got to record one last podcast. Let me just make sure the recording is working. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be very funny now if I actually kicked the bucket tonight and you're like, oh shit, that was his oh, last podcast. Oh. I know, no, I don't. Uh, I don't we've, we've, we've teased that before for other people, you know. Yeah, yeah I don't need to. I don't need to find another new house, mate. <laughs> I like the fact that that's too, that's the where the one avenue you went down there is like. I'd hate to see him, you know, kick the bucket or anything, but uh, you know, I'd, I'd hate to have to pay more rent as a result of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have like to be personally affected by this. <laughs> you know, it's I'm, 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 I'm thought, I'm thoughtful like that. You know, now nah, you're just a bit of a cunt, to be honest with you. I'm a little bit of a cunt. Anyway, uh, AEW Full Gear happened last weekend, lads. Did you? I assume you all got to see it at this stage. I watched it live, sure. You mad bastard, Steve. Let's throw it over to you. What were your thoughts on AEW Full Gear? This can't be happening. Is, did, did, so you enjoyed it? Question mark. 
And that's my cue to exit. <laughs> wow. He's, oh. just, he's just done. He doesn't even want to talk about it. Yeah, no, no, no interest. What an absolute sex beast he is. Um, I, I hear he is, in fact, a sex beast. So we won't go through the entire show because everyone's heard it from now, from the 10 million podcasts that are out there that are far inferior to us, but, you know, we won't shit on them. Uh, what was your highlights of the show? Um, obviously, MJF winning the title with the help of one Master Regal, uh, as per the premonition of Steve over the last few weeks. I mean, it was... It was it was telegraphed, but it was one of those ones that is like you kind of had to do it because it always would. It, it was the right thing. Yeah, it was doing the right thing. Um, I I was just so excited we got to see that truly great trios match, and we're going to get to see it six more times. <laughs> I swear, if there's one thing that made me rigid as the thoughts of seeing Death Triangle against the Elite for seven times in the space of two months, like that's, oh, wow. Oh, well, I it's can't about wait. time. Yeah, exactly, Steve. Tell you, the two of us are going to be oh. sitting there just enjoying a fucking fit the festivities of an amazing trios match every fucking Cheers. week for the next month and a half. But this is only the beginning. It is, yeah. exactly. Steve. Six more matches. Six more Steve, matches of it. You were saying to me off air, you were saying to me that you love the Elite versus the Death Triangle. I thought now that wouldn't be your cup of tea, Steve. No, no, no! So it is your cup of tea, Steve. Ah, okay, fair enough. Uh, so will you be watching the rest of the six matches? Oh, Wait he's a gone. second, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> oh, Steve, you scamp you, huh? Um, I think there was a lot of butthurt people on the internet this week. With the fact that um, the person that's most hated in AEW right now, the dentist, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, managed in one night to put over two people. Yeah, fair play for it. There was a lot of people before the show making a lot of uh, noise, let's just put it that way, that she was going to steal the show for herself. I love the fact that it went the polar opposite way. Uh, what did you think them. of the match with Soraya? I know, Gordy, you were worried going into it that Soraya wouldn't be able for it. Uh, I, I think I said it last week. It's going to be something I'm going to be wary of for her first couple of matches, similar to how it was with the likes of Danielson when he came back. Same, same with Edge, even his first match or two, you're nearly watching, like, you're nearly, like neck shit has nothing to fuck around with. Yeah. Um, I said, I'm, I'm nearly more wary of hers and the fact that WWE didn't clear her for so long and then as soon as she leaves, she, mag- she magically manages to get, get to get cleared. That, to me, just doesn't hey, feel right. Yeah, <laughs> very much a Dr. Nick situation. Like So, yeah, I kind of felt that a bit. Um, yeah, it's it, it was a good match. It was a solid match uh, for her first match in fucking five years. It was a great match. Um, yeah. Brit, you can just see Brit how much she needed good. to do across the whole show as well, which I think was the big thing. As you yeah. said, people were kind of humming and home, which she wouldn't. She, I liked that there was the doubt in the fact of shit. There, it, there was a slight chance, like, could Brit beat Soraya and it be seen as essentially another hurdle that Soraya has to overcome in her inevitable build up, let's say. 
Uh, because then it also mm-hmm. potentially move on to be Brit versus Jamie in the aftermath again. Uh, now official, not even interim champ, Jamie. Yeah, Hader. champ, champ. Uh, totally champ. We'll, we'll yeah. get on to that when we look at Dynamite shortly, but Soraya looked so good in that match that she is immediately at the top of the heap for uh, AEW women's wrestlers. Not just oh, yeah. because she has, you know, the ability to to do moves in the ring and not look sloppy or botchy, but just her transitions and her mannerisms. You can tell she's a seasoned veteran. Yep. And she if proud palm of her hand every time. Exactly. And if if she wants to, and if she's given the freedom to to do it, and if the other women on the roster are willing to learn from her, that could be the best signing Tony Khan has made. Yeah, yeah. But with the exception of Mox. <laughs> I mean that in a nice possible yeah. way about her. I think for I think for what Mox has done over the last year and his selflessness and how he's gone about his business, I think it's very it's gonna be nearly impossible for anyone to top what that man's done for that company. But yeah. on a female side, would... she is without a doubt the female equivalent of it. Nowhere would... no one comes close to it. I say her over, over Mox because I don't even consider Mox a signing at this stage. I think he's just one of the foundation stones. He's one of the boys, yeah. I'm talking maybe more so people that they bring in uh, subsequently from the, 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 the origins of the company. So um, That match kind of was, was a good starting point for the entire show, I thought. Obviously, the, the other matches before it, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, I thought that really delivered. That was yeah, fun. That was really good. Uh, the Death Triangle Elite match was a good match. Uh, obviously had the fuck finish with Phoenix using the hammer. But I think the, the talking point out of that match was the crowd reaction. Yeah, uh, very polarizing for comparing this to Dynamite in Chicago on Wednesday. Um, exactly. So did you, what did you think it was going to happen? Do you think it was going to be this vitriol in full gear in where were I the thought, yeah, I thought like the crowd in the general consensus, I think, is that outside of Chicago is that Punk was in the wrong here. So I think most people are, are on the elite side in that whole thing. So it, it didn't surprise me. I was surprised it was that loud, but it didn't surprise me that mm. happened. The fuck CM Punk chance. I, I, I wasn't expecting those. I'll be perfectly mm. honest. I thought there might have been like a, an overly optimistic reaction for the elite coming back, but I didn't think it would be so uh violently anti CM Punk. So very US politicky levels of yeah, reaction. Like, These are our boys. These are our like nailed the colours to the mast from the second they came out here. You'd like. swear that CM Punk had gone into each one of those <laughs> people's houses in the crowd and shit in their cornflakes as they were having breakfast. That's the sort of reaction that they were giving. Yeah. Uh I'm okay with it, and we'll get to it more when we talk about Dynamite shortly, but the the match was fine. Obviously, they announced that even that night, I think, or was it the following day, that they were going to have a best of seven to, I think, unanimous despair, because why do you need to see this match so many times? I'm sure they'll be creative in how they do them, and I'm sure it'll be fine at the end of it, but when you're presenting an immediate graphic saying that we're going to see this match in whatever iteration it comes in at least six more times or a potential six more times. Uh, Jesus I Christ. S- I stand by Man. my suggestion 
that you could have had weeks two, four, and six be singles matches where basically each person is going to have to wrestle a singles match in there. So you don't have trios matches every week. And Mm -hmm. that also would have meant that they wouldn't have to take the week of a break near the end of it because they have to take a week's break in the middle of it for Kenny to fuck off to wrestle Osprey. Yeah. Mm. Now, obviously, I I don't disagree with what you're saying in terms of changing it up, but obviously because they're fighting over the trios titles, it probably makes sense to keep it as a trios match for that alone. It'd be like the Davis Cup in tennis. You have your doubles and you have your you have your singles matches as part of the Davis Cup. Or that's was it the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match at WrestleMania thirty six? SmackDown, yeah, the triple threat ladder match. <laughs> triple threat ladder match where one person of each team competed. Uh, COVID no. mania, brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Um, Jake Cargill and Nyla Rose was better than I think most people expected. I think that was okay. Yeah, I thought uh, it definitely went down a lot. I, I thought that would be a fast squash match, but it went on eight minutes. Mm, it worked well. Uh, Ring of Honor World Championship match, that happened. I don't think there was much to say about that. Um, Overindulgent aid, uh, Ring of Honor stuff again. Mm. Sting and Darby Allen defeated Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Meh, was fine. Pile of wank. Um, but they did something that I thought they weren't going to do. Jamie Hayter got the win over Tony Storm and I yeah. thought they were going to do the acclaimed not winning the title when they should have pulled the plug and made the audible call. I thought they were going to do the same and keep the belt on Tony. So glad they went with the with the change just for the pay-per-view pop. It needed it. Uh, what did you think of this match? I, I thought it was a hell of a good match. You can tell these two know each other for years and have worked together so many times. Yeah. Good, no, bad, or indifferent. Steve, did you enjoy this women's wrestling match? Boring. Oh, controversial. So toxic. Jesus, Steve. You're normally fairly level-headed. Why are you so different tonight? Are you, did, did you not have a nap before the podcast tonight, Steve? Well, I'll need some beer. That's your oh. answer for everything. You you're welcome. The cause of and solution to... All of life's problems. Oh, is, is Steve drunk, lads? Do we need to like cut his mic or something? I Do we need to send out like a welfare check to his apartment? I don't feel so good. Oh, man. He's going to get his fucking cancelled for his hatred of women's wrestling. Oh, man. Anyway. Guys, what Anybody do you think of this? Anybody care what this guy thinks? No! How does he have a fucking audience in the background? <laughs> oh, it's, it's madness. Was that just in this Kieran house, he obeyed the laws of thermodynamics. Okay, we're going to mute C for a while. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I I agree, but like, <laughs> drunk with power and beer. You liar. Why would you make up a lie like that? <laughs> Steve's all over the place tonight. Uh, what do you guys think? Jamie Hader, Tony Storm? Big fan. Yeah, it was really The wrestled as well. <laughs> uh, no, um, it, was, it was a very good match. Uh, a couple of times, as you said, they, they saw me a ticket on the shit Tony's going to retain. Um, I would show it up there as probably one of the best women's matches they've had in AW. It's hard to argue it. Mm-hmm. Maybe look at some of the Sheed and, <laughs> weird enough, some of the Sheed and Nyla Rose fucking 
uh, no DQ matches they had back in the early days were very good as well. Often got on overlooked, but uh, yeah, this is definitely up there with them. And obviously, some of the Brit and Thunder Rosa before Thunder Rosa was uh, well before she became a Mandy Rose fan, I suppose. I <laughs> uh, thought there might have been a bit too much of an interference in this match. I know Steve loves when people interfere in matches, so maybe he loved it, but is not admitting that. I don't know. He's yeah, a hard one to understand. Ah, so he did love the interference. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, and poor Tony got her nose busted up. Yeah. She was pumping her own blood, bleeding her own blood. You hate to see it. But yeah, I would not be opposed to seeing that match again in a few months' time. Um oh. And... We'll get to it in Dynamite, but now that, uh, what's her name, Jamie Hayter is now the full champion, no interim champion, mm-hmm. they might just do a championship rematch for it, so you never know, you never, never know. And they have uh, said officially that um, Tony Storm's reign is classed as a regular full reign as well, mm, an interim one. Controversial possibly, but I don't hate it. Mm. It was uh, very, I know we're jumping ahead to Dynamite, but it was very interesting that they didn't have a video package. Thunder yes. Rosa through forfeiting this title. Just you know, yes, she's, she's she's mutually agreed to this. Sure, she has. Very very intriguing. Um, Swerve and Keith Lee looks to have separated. Possibly we don't know because they're still talking off camera. Who knows what's going to happen? Mm. But ultimately, Keith Lee left Swerve in the ring to get pinned by the acclaimed. Fun match. Enjoyed it. Wasn't a fan of the dive on the outside to go through the guardrail. That looked sore. Ouch. Um, but the main event is where all the eyes were. MGF against Mox for the belt in, in uh, his hometown-ish. What do you guys think? Very obvious result or? I mean, it was always, I don't think you would have had Mox retain here. It just was the obvious call to make the switch. So I would have been very surprised if they hadn't have done it. Gordo? It, yeah, look, it, it was the obvious call. It was more a case of how were they going to get there and what was the story going to be coming out of it as much as anything. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, it was one of them situations where we all knew where the story was going, but we were all along for the ride. Um, and yeah, it sets things up nicely. And obviously we'll get to it with Dynamite in a few minutes. But the kind of thing of, fuck, where is it going next? What is... Mm. You know, what, where are things going for, not just obviously the, the title, but where are things with the Blackpool Combat Club and stuff mm-hmm. like that going? Where is, that, where is any of this happening? So Now, see, if you were calling this, you are premonitioning this into existence. That's not a word, but I'm going with it anyway. Uh, you thought that William Regal was going to get involved and help MGF win. Now that you've seen the pay-per-view, you've seen it happen. How do you feel about it all? Let me be the first to say. Is that his way of saying kill it with fire? I mean, it might be. I think he's saying kill it with fire. Did you not enjoy it? I thought you wanted to see it. Yeah. Literally going against your exact own words there, Steve. But okay, fair enough. That's a very unprofessional thing to do. You set yourself up for the last few weeks. You put your house on. I think you actually put your mortgage on it that this was going to happen. But you didn't like that it happened? Explain yourself. What? This is an outrage! We have recordings. We can play it back to you if you really need us to. I have do the receipts. Do that? 
That's a negatory good, buddy. Ah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So you actually did like it. Is that what you're saying? Whoa, not me. Wow. So even though he was so sure it was going to happen, he still didn't like that it happened. Okay. So does that mean he hates William Regal? Why are you torturing me? I'm just a man. Okay, so he does hate William Regal. Good to know, good to know. Um, So, yeah, MGF is your new world champion with the help of William Regal, who threw him in the brass knucks after he uh, convinced, wink, wink, MGF not to use the dynamite diamond ring. Knocked out Mox, won the title. Everyone saw it coming, like Nick said, but I think it worked very well, and sometimes predictable is good. Yeah. And this was one of those times. Everything went. doesn't have to be a big mad swerve and having to get clever to outwork the interwebs and stuff like that. Sometimes you just go for the easy layup and just fucking go with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, right decision made and a good way to end the show. It was a show, I, I still maintained those two or three of these matches that did not need to be on this show. As a no, it's still, um, still, still a long show. It's the usual complaint of it's a little bit too long. I I get it, they're trying to give people their value for their money, but no, you you, re, you really don't need it. Uh, really I have not watched back or heard too much hype about the post-pay-per-view scrums. Has anyone seen or heard of anything coming I up from these? Data for the start of it, it was Mox coming, or the, uh, MGF coming out and cutting his promo on the, on the reporters and whatnot, and that's probably the oh. highlight from what I've seen. Um, Did he go full mark on him? Oh, like you went all in. It's Fox everywhere. But yeah, um, that was good. But uh, yeah, I, I haven't watched the rest of it. Just I, I said, I, that's the only thing I saw clips of afterwards as well. Mm. So obviously it's the only kind of story point out of it, really. Well, the fact that nothing big has come out of it a la Brawl Out, I think it's yeah. safe to say it, if you've gone a week without seeing it, you probably don't really need to go back and see it anyway from now on. Yeah. Um, That takes us up nicely to... Uh, Dynamite this week so William Regal opened the show uh, what did you think of that Nick talk us through the opening segment so yeah Regal comes out to try to explain well to not explain his actions because he's going to let MJF address it next week because he's off being a big movie star um, in the Von Erich movie uh, and then Moxie comes out uh, tries to attack Regal. Danielson runs out and stops him, uh, gives a whole spiel where Regal basically saves his relationship with his father and he loves Regal for that and he can't let Moxie touch him and if he, in fairness, Regal is about two digits from death so yeah, don't touch him or you'll kill him basically um, and Moxie basically tells Regal to run away and don't come back. He's telling him to run away the same week as War Games. Mm. And then Regal Indeed. walks off. Okay. Um how would you fantasy book this? Like what what way do you see this going? Regal appears Saturday, war games, etc. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll put oh, it on the Oh, sorry, you mean the AW side. Sorry, you mean there the AW you side. Go. Yeah. How I how mean, would you play this out? You're writing Mox off TV, so Mox is gonna go after Regal and someone is going to have to take him out. On a so, date. oh no, no, he he getting he getting like seven shades kicked out of him. He's getting allegedly hurt. Um, 
As I said, the man's been wanting to go on sabbatical with Renee for too long now, and they keep fucking delaying it and having to delay it because everyone in the company fucks up because they work with children. <laughs> so, give the man his holly bobs. Um, so, so yeah, you find you find a way to write him off. Probably, I don't know. You probably get Morris here, one of them, to attack him, or he's even get Q-tip in the factory to jump him or something. I don't know. Well, uh, that's what I was going to ask because there was a kind of conspiracy that MGF and the firm were still working together. That the pre-full gear run-up was just them trying to, you know. Cover it up. Very lead So what if, and this is a big if, obviously, William Regal and Stokely Hathaway are in cahoots? Hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I yeah, mean, there's also a segment with the two of them talking. I mean, they're also like a group for hire, so we could just hire him either way to do his dirty business. So they're essentially the APA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like it. Um, we don't yet know. Well, we do know now, actually, who M. Jeff is going to be facing at Winter's Coming. Oh, yeah. He's yes. facing Ricky Starks, which I think could be a hell of a fun match. Yeah, good. Uh, because Ricky Starks. That Ethan Page on Dynamite this week. They're really, um, I think they've earmarked or tagged, whatever way you want to phrase it, Ricky Starks for big things. And for good reason. He is incredibly talented. Yep. Yeah. He's an incredibly talented wrestler and sports entertainer, regardless of whatever way you want to split things when it comes to him. He is ridiculous. Um, the only thing I'd like to see him do is put on a little bit more mass just for his own protection. Cult- Cultivate mass. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that poor man, he um, he looks like he takes an absolute beating every time he's in the ring. But he's so damn talented. Uh, what do you think of the match? Did you, did you see it? Um, Ethan Page? I like him. I, I don't like that he keeps losing, though. He loses a lot of big matches. Yeah, he needs to start winning a few ones here or there just to build them. I know, obviously, he won a few in the tournament to get to here, but... Mm. Still, when you lose the end of the tournament, it's a. It always sticks out a bit more, doesn't it? Yeah. I I think that's the match that reveals another player in the MJF clique. Mm. So essentially, there's a a new player that gets involved as a bodyguard or a heavy firm, whatever you want to look at it. And that's, weird enough, you could have it be Joe. Hmm since Joe and Regal would have had the NXT connection. Um, but you have someone else be the be, be a guy be the person who comes in and costs starts the match. So you can do the whole he gets the visual pin, the whole off ref bump, yada yada. It'll be a bit of overbooking for the sake of it, but you can get him out of this without looking terrible if you're clever. So yeah, don't exactly hate it. And uh, yeah, he's had some really good matches. Him and Cage was actually a very good match for a pre-show match. Um, hilarious yeah. when he kicked out of the, he kicked out of one of Cage's or one of Cage's pins and he slapped him in the back of the head and I burst myself laughing. That was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Uh, what else happened on Dynamite? So we had Orange Cassidy versus The Hat. I mean, Jake Ager. Um, what a hat. hat. 
love the hat. Yeah. <laughs> I love the woman in the crowd that had the sign. Hat. Hat. And a picture <laughs> of the hat. <laughs> like, the simplicity is fucking beautiful. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, fun match as well. I know Jake Hager is not everyone's cup of tea, but he does what he does quite well in AEW because he's not trying to be the big serious guy like he was being portrayed in WWE and possibly was being portrayed at the very beginning of AEW. But just letting him be like the muscle and having a bit of a goofy head in him, I'm happy with that all day long. That's good shit. Orange Cassidy is always funny. Yeah, um, you know what you're getting with, with him, like he does his job quite well. The big talking point of this was the post-match with the House of Black return. And they fucked people up. Everybody. Oh. They fucked everybody up. Um, I am very much okay with this. I don't know mm-hmm. how it's going to play out. I don't really care. I'm just glad to see those guys back on the screen. Um, hopefully Malachi Black has got his smile black, so to speak. Um, I don't know how they're going to work it. Gord had an interesting thought below of maybe having Buddy Matthews and Brody King going tag route. Hmm. And maybe that frees up uh, Malachi for one of the singles titles because there is 17 of them. There is a few. There's a couple mm. of them, like, yeah. Yeah, and it gives a chance to finally be able to, like, leave him just go out and have banger matches every week, you know? Uh, no, Seamus has the banger matches. Seamus has banger after banger, banger after banger. After banger after banger. Mm. After banger. But yeah, I'm still trying to figure out which one do you have and go after because there's a lot of big, meaty men holding all them titles. Um I don't okay, know if you have any of them lose to black. You know, that's the... Let's pivot that over, Nick. We kind of given the Gordo's idea. What would you like to do or if you want to take that on? Ah, oh, like, I mean, the obvious thing is to get them go for the trios title after this best of seven finishes. So just have them kind of just attack people for the next while until it's best of fi- seven finishes. And then I'm assuming the elite are going to go out with the titles and that's the next big feud because that'll be very good, I think, the elite versus them. Like they got a very warm reaction when they appeared, and I know Chicago isn't necessarily the the pulse of the nation when it comes to gauging reactions, but I think they might be on the face turn, are they? I don't know. It's one of those ones where, like, they've they've never really been healed. Like, they're one of those ones that people still cheer because yeah. they're good. You know, it's almost like an anti-hero or something. It's yeah. They're not full heel, but they're not full face. And that's, there's actually quite a lot of that in AEW. Um, mostly because Shades of, probably, of Grey. No, House of Black. Different, oh, different faction. Right. Yeah. Um, 50 Houses of Black. <laughs> <laughs> well, the crowds are very smart, you know, as opposed to WWE crowds. They, they like to obviously be the center of attention. They like to have wrestle joy in their hearts, I suppose is the best way of saying it. Mm-hmm. So they don't always cheer when you expect them to cheer and boo when you expect them to boo. So maybe somewhere in the middle, it makes a lot more sense for a lot of these guys, but it makes more sense for this faction to be healed. But I think they might lean into the face side of it and, you know, be like the justice of AEW perhaps and be what the shield were at the very beginning of their run in WWE. I think that would be a good twist for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit different. They have the people there that'll get it over, I think, no matter what way they go with it. There's, uh, mm. I think there's too much talent there that if they... If it fails, it's not on them. I think if it fails, it's on it being booked shite. So that's Which is what it has been done up to this point. So I think yeah. they are overdue and are well-deserving of a proper run. 
pretty much um, and hopefully as i said getting the smile back and getting back in the swing of things now is yeah the, black definitely in some sort of type of title picture he very deserves it over to you uh so we'll kind of skip the next bit but Rene Paquette, Rene Young, Rene, who's on sabbatical with Seamus in Dublin. I can't remember keeping up with these names and bits. over the moon, anyway. That's it. I couldn't remember which exact one it was. She comes out to the stage and announced that Tony Khan has asked Thunder Rosa to relinquish the women's title, uh, to which she's agreed. And that effectively ma- that does make Jamie Hayter the full AEW women's champion. And later on, they've confirmed in the show that the title reign of Tony Storm as interim champ has now been upgraded to a title reign for the full championship. Thoughts, emotions, feelings. This happened very quick. As Nick said earlier, there was no video package. There was no nothing to kind of explain it a little bit further. This seems to have happened either very last minute or very off the cuff. It really feels like they're just trying to bury it. It's like, right, hit the reset, get it done. This is how it is now. Move on. Um. Yeah, very much feels like uh, no, let's never speak of it again, kind of situation. Hmm. Uh, but obviously, unless she ends up coming back, and then you know, realistically, she has to be next one up. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think last night was potentially a tale of two. Tale of two jilted love, uh, two jilted relationships. Uh, when it comes to AEW and top people, when I mean, you look at how the punk stuff is possibly playing out and uh, Thunder Rosa stuff, um, what do you think with Rosa? What do you think the deal is with her? Is it a case of where her, it's a genuine injury that's just not healing and she needs more time, therefore can't defend the title? Or is there more going on here? What are your thoughts on it? Obviously, we don't know anything about it personally. Honestly, don't know. I reckon that she could be gone. Wait a minute. I, this could be some kind of scam or possibly scamola. <laughs> exactly. hmm. Scamola. Scamola, indeed. They're going to scamola us out of Thunder Rosa. Now, um, Thunder Rosa did tweet last night and said, Thank you, hashtag Thunder Army, for all the support and AW for being there for me. Dreamlike moments happened in this run, and this is not how I wanted to lose the championship. But you deserve a present champion. On to the next chapter. That makes me like she's sticking with the company, but she's just not able to defend the title for now. Elevation, elevation. Uh, I, I at at the moment, I think it is probably the best place for her is in AEW. Because WWE are still struggling when it comes to the women's stuff. Somehow, the freedom of you know running her uh, own promotion, being able to do other things. Yeah, and you know, not just be seen as a referee. Um, yeah, I, I reckon if there's any sense, they'll try and find a way to make this work. But you kind of have to wonder: Is Tony, is LTK maybe sitting backstage and thinking? Okay, if pretty much my whole women's locker room doesn't like this woman, and we now have our new champ who the crowd really seem ready to rally behind, which they haven't really mm. had in a face champ in a while, maybe do they actually need to keep her? And maybe that's starting to cross his mind now of, well, do we actually need to keep this woman or 
can we start because looking at maybe as it mutually mutual mutual termination a la L C R seven or did he just leave the contract run out whenever she's due to go? Well, why I don't know if you have to even go either or because of the way the AW contracts work. You know, if if she just needs a break, if she if her injury has healed, but she's not in a position where she's mentally able to go into AW for whatever reason to defend the title, you know, go away, take a break for yourself, run your promotion, you know, go to Japan or do something else for a while. You know, AW seems like a revolving door kind of promotion where you can come and go a little bit more freely than what we've been used to seeing with talent in the years gone by. Oh, yeah. What uh, what are you thinking? Bo's dead. Rip Bo. Don't think coming back. Have you any thoughts? I had muted. Uh, so I, I even, you missed my setup for Steve earlier and all everything. That's just, yeah. That's... <laughs> uh. Uh, well, we can't see when you're muted because obviously you're mic muting. Yeah, I'm, I'm Mike Newton not on the thing. Ah, well. Um, no, like, like AW is a place where you can, you can leave and you can come back again. And it's definitely, there's more opportunities there. So I think she's in a tough position at the moment than AW because the people that are there right now obviously don't like her, as you were saying. Um, Epic Baker. Yeah, the, well, the people, the heads of the people. Let's face it, she's the biggest. Mm-hmm. So say cat in the fight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if she, if she doesn't like you, then you're not going to be doing great right now. There now, if you leave and come back in a year or so's time, it might be completely different. So it's probably probably be good for for Thunder to get out of there. Hmm. Um, the light of for both Tony and Hater, in separate and completely indivisible of what's happening with Rosa. It's just nice to see them get their flowers. Because they've definitely put the work in, especially Hater over her run from effectively a nobody joining the company to having arguably the loudest pop of any female star in the company. Does she not essentially come in as like B Priestley's extra? I honestly can't remember how she came. I think she just came in. No, she came in as the muscle for Britt Baker way back when. Oh, well, she's there before that. I thought she was. was she? I thought they had her and B Priestley as a thing. Yeah, like this, her first run. She she had a, a short first run uh, before the pandemic. Yeah, for some reason uh, I have a feeling that that's all she was, and everyone's like, "What? No, no, don't get it, don't get it." And now she's coming back, absolutely killing it. As I said, worked her way up. Um, yeah, has been incredible, and uh, also that team music fucking slaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of team is. music, the elite's new team music. <laughs> Tony Sp- uh, splash in the box. Carry on my wayward son, there be peace when you are gone. Mm. Poignant, some would say. Your weary head to rest. You're crying no more. Well, that moves along perfectly into our next segment of the match two of the best of seven, Death (laughs) Triangle. Once again, defeating the Elite 2-0, this time after Penta used the hammer to... But yeah, that isn't the story of this match. Matt Jackson. No, no, no. Obviously, the Dynamite was being held in downtown Chicago. Notably, the hometown of one CM Punk. You could not have timed this better. Um, so immediately, when Carry On My Wayward Son hits and the Elite are coming out for their entrance, huge booze, CM Punk chants. And there were multiple moments throughout the match where the infamous brawl-out fight 
was referenced in the ring to you had Matt Jackson doing the, the sitting pose with the legs crossed on the outside at one stage. You had Kenny Omega biting someone's arm in the ring. You had Matt Jackson again doing a botched um, buckshot. Hangman buckshot lariat. Buckshot. Buckshot lariat. Um, I feel like there was one more as well. You said the leg crossed on the floor after the dive, didn't you? Mm. And there was the finish, the go sleep. Yeah, yeah. Kenny almost Kenny in the GTS. That was it, yeah. Now, so all you had to do was punt a dog and we really got the full trifecta. Now, hear me when I ask this question. Is this a case of the elite just healing it up and being bad guys in a town that were getting booed? A la how, you know, uh, back in the day, if you're normally a hero, but you're going to your rival's hometown and suddenly the roles are reversed, you just ham it up and do a heel job like seen at... Um, ECW or is this yeah are they starting to work us a little bit here uh, the way I look at it either this is a work or, or this is the final nail that there is not a sorry can I interrupt you there Nick what was your quote and say it word for word or they're idiots I believe Gordo said that exact quote not only about 90 minutes ago <laughs> yeah. when we were watching this match. He said, and I quote, uh, either this is a work or they're idiots. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's a case that they're setting it up and they're working and everything has been kind of ironed out or this is the final nail and there's not a hope of CM Punk coming back to this company. I do not think there's a grey area at this stage. I think there has to be one extreme or the other at this point where you know he's going to come back and then you start hamming stuff up or you just turn around and say, right, we're going to draw a line under this and we're just going to get as much heat as we can because we know he's not coming back. Um, essentially, Vince's Brett screwed Brett situation. Was this, this, was this the elite's punk screwed punk? If you get me. So. Oh. I'm like, while I was watching my gut instinct is this is the work. Like yeah. up up to now, I didn't think there was any hope of Punk coming back. But the fact that they did this on TV and not just like during an ad break or something like that, I like they very blatantly went out of their way to to set these seeds. So I have a feeling that they've cut some sort of deal with Punk. Yeah, even if In it's for way? one final run. Yeah, just even just a, like a blow off match with Kenny, and that's it, or something. Yeah. Anything, just just something. I there's definitely it's building to something that's involving Punk. And it's not a loss. Okay. And again, I, I, you know, you can go down the rabbit hole very easily of, of fantasy booking things, but right now, let's go with the highly unlikely situation that this is a work. Let's acknowledge that from the outset here. It is the highly unlikely situation yeah, that yeah. it's a work. How would you do it? Like, what kind of plot points would you go for in the next few months, weeks ahead to, to lead to something happening? And what would that be? Oh, fuck. Tough one, I know. <laughs> but like, like we've we've said this from literally day one when Brawl Out happened. If these boys I mean, were smart, you could make money out of this. So how now that we've kind of you know, we're on that journey potentially, yeah. how do you make the money? I don't know. 
I mean, it could just literally been Kenny just, you know, bigging up his fellow uh, Bullet Club member, Kenta, you know, doing his finisher. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. No. Um, yeah, <sighs> I'd, I'd, I don't know how you get, I mean, there's loads of ways you can get to it. But like, and you don't even need to build anything too much. Literally, you just have them in the ring at one point, make doing some of this shite again. And, and then who lets the do- who let the dogs up at a bar in place? <laughs> <laughs> All the licensed music. Um, SRS to be fair had an absolute banger of a tweet last night. Uh, just shared in Discord. This is why you should be in our Discord, Gordo. Where would people find our Discord link? Uh, if you wanted to find a link to the Discord, they can find it over on our Twitter. It's at the AWPod. Come join us and you can get the live fun and you get to see the memes. So you'll know exactly what Fitz is about to reference right now. Exactly. It is a scene from Anchorman where Baxter gets kicked over the side of a bridge. And that's going to be Kenny Omega next week on Dynamite, according to SRS. So you've heard here first, Scoop City himself. It's happening. I can see it. I can see it happening. Is there any wrestlers with dog gimmicks at the moment? Junkyard dog. Oh, Kenny's going to punt Junkyard dog. (laughs) Um, I'm very much okay with them teasing it, as long as there is some sort of payoff at the end. And the payoff doesn't necessarily need to be um, Punk coming back or anything like that. I I don't want just throwaway jibes for the sake of it. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's just lazy and it's unnecessary. So yeah, hopefully like, they. For me, I'm the case. Like the fact that they did that, either as as we said, they're either idiots and just don't do that fucking shit. You're just gonna drag this through the mud and you want to get rid of it, or else there is something. Yeah, that's what makes me think there might be because. Especially when surely they can't be that fucking stupid. So especially when they're technically still in management positions. Yeah, if there's a possibility of this dragging out, and they're going out there on national TV doing something like that. Yeah, no, terrible idea. Uh, opening ourselves up to be fucking hung out to dry by doing that. So, like, if, if it, you know, if the most obvious scenario here is, and you know, you, you talk of kind of um, the, the medical phrase Occam's razor, you know, if you hear hooves, you know, think horse, don't think zebra, zebra, it's a unicorn. <laughs> The obvious solution here is obviously that Punk is on his way out. Uh, and if that is the case, then, you know, these guys doing these things on air only creates a quote-unquote hostile work environment, therefore potentially increasing the pay that the Punk would be entitled to as a f- result of being fired or let go. So I can't imagine Tony Khan would be too happy with these jibes on air if that's the going to be the end result of it all. Mm. Yeah, but he's not but a money mark anyway. <laughs> God damn it, internet. Uh, it's fascinating to see what the what the crack is going to be, though. And and if this will continue over the next few weeks, because I think the crowd, even though they're very vitriol in uh, full gear, I think with these sorts of teases, I think that they could turn very quickly. And especially in other towns where the elite wouldn't be as um, fan favorite as a pay-per-view crowd might have them as. It could be very tricky, I think. Mm. Um, I'm okay with it, though. Like I said, uh, ambiguity and kind of storylines like this and, you know, pops here and cheap hits here. 
it's good. It gets people thinking. It gets people wondering what's happening. And you know, for the last two months, we were just you know smothered with Ring of Honor content, where it's actually nice to see some AEW content come through again. Like, holy shit, they actually remember to have their own fucking roster. Yeah. <laughs> um, the main event, even though I just criticized Ring of Honor, I must give credit to Ring of Honor World Champion. <laughs> Chris Jericho and Tomohori Ishii had a hell of a match. Oh my God, Jericho got chopped bloody. He, he was bled his own, his own blood, blood from chops. That was hell of fun. Very much enjoyed that. This, I'm going to go back to kind of just to. I don't want to drag it out too long because I know we've been going quite a while already. Uh, to go back on what you just said, though, about how we've been critical of how much Ring of Honor content was on the show uh, or has been on the show in recent weeks, and then we went on to praise how good this bit of Ring of Honor was. There's a difference in this Ring of Honor content and the Ring of Honor content we've gotten for the last couple of months. This is a Ring of Honor world title match between two people who are seen as top guys. This isn't a case of, oh, we're going to bring back Brian Cage, who we haven't seen on TV in four months, and we're going to have him wrestle 15 minutes against this guy on Ring of Honor who's won two matches on AW Dark in the last three months. Mm-hmm. It's, it's There's a big difference between having a lad that you bring in from Japan facing one of the pillars of your company and it being essentially one of the few times where Ring of Honor has anything on this show. This is how you, if you're doing Ring of Honor cross-promotion, this is how you do it. You do stuff that's going to highlight it. This would be like, in, say, the times of the Monday or the Tuesday Night War, if Raw had had a Finn Balor versus Adam Cole match on Raw to build up before a War Games match that they were both going to be on opposite teams of, or something like that, where it's, this is something we have coming up, we want to promote it, use our bigger show, which totally makes sense. So we're going to have a match that shows you what you can expect from the top level of it instead of a just, yeah, right. filler matches, which I think yeah. we've gotten too much of lately. Definitely. So that's I why mean, I like this. There's enough and, on the roster to not need to use that filler matches from Ring of Honor. Yeah. Like. Use your filler matches for, for that on Rampage and your fucking darks. You know, the ones that people are watching less and you know people are going to watch less. Keep this. This should be your fucking prime content every week. Mm-hmm. You're trying this to get people to best, tune into Ring of Honor when it starts up. Not just like, I don't care about those people. Give them the people that are, people care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Steve, uh, what did you think of Chris Jericho and Ishii tonight? I know you're a huge Ring of Honor head, so I'm sure you enjoyed this. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Oh. He just couldn't believe that Jericho may bleed his own blood. Mm, he is a big Jericho head, all right. Um, oh, yeah, they're I, always trying to screw you. Mm-hmm. But Jericho prevailed. He's still the champion. I'm sure you're happy about that. Yes, yes. Oh, God, yes. Nice. Party on. Fair play to you, dude. So that was uh, AW this week. Um, Survivor Series is this weekend coming. Yeah. Um, Let's do predictions. Oh, sorry. I'll give it its proper title. Survivor Series War Games. War Games. War um, Games. So leading up to that, we'll do predictions at the end of the show, but we'll get through it pretty quickly because we're about past the hour mark. Uh, yeah, we're, we're getting there. Uh, just one thing yeah. we didn't cover in AEW. Uh, MJF's Twitter feud with uh, pa- Paddy and Connor. Paddy the Baddy. 
Paddy the Baddy and Conor life. McGregor, yeah. And he has um, Conor McGregor as well, he had a bit of stuff with. Um, I didn't mind him and Paddy the Baddy, because that's just good banter between two mm. seemingly nice guys. When McGregor gets involved, it's just, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't want to see this anymore. Kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. Paddy the Batty is just comes across as a decent lad. Uh, a lot of the stuff he does with regards to charities, mental health, everything. He'd be the type he'd probably look up, see who the fuck he is, and try and run with it and have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Mm. You know, possibility, you know, if they're doing shows in the UK next year. Hey, you never know. There's a cross promotion thing that, you know, AEW might pip WWE to another fucking star like they did with George Kittle this week. Um but yeah, as soon as, as soon as McGregor comes involved in anything at the moment, it just feels toxic to me. Yeah. And I, I feel weird using that word, but it, that is, it legit just feels like it's, no, avoid, please. Um, no bueno. Hmm. No, no bueno? No bueno. Not, I've been a Connor guy for a long time, ever since a lot of the stuff that was said in the build-up to the Khabib fight. I went into that Khabib. one, Khabib. I went into that fight wanting Khabib to fucking batter him. Mm. Like, I have no national pride fits, as you know all too well. <laughs> yeah. No lies detected. Yeah, no national there. pride at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a joke that nobody's going to fucking get. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Monday Night Raw happened this week. Uh, and for once, I actually saw all of it. I didn't. I saw like most of the third hour. I was highly confused with Seamus calling Finn Balor a plastic paddy. Plastic paddy. Um, for context here, a plastic paddy is someone from another nationality who claims to be Irish. So traditionally, and sorry to our American audience, it's mainly Americans. Right. Oh, you're yeah, Irish? 56th Irish. Ah, oh, my grandmother's sisters, cousins, first brothers, dogs, pet goldfish was Irish. I'm Irish too. No, you're not. You're just a plastic patty. There you go. That's it in a nutshell. So, you know, we're cool. We we like you know, we don't we don't hate these people, but you know, don't pretend to be Irish when you're clearly not. Um, yeah, Seamus called Finn Balor a plastic patty, despite them living like ten miles apart in Ireland. Yeah, which even though we're a small country. That's incredibly fucking close. Yeah, brain doubling are very close. Like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that happened. That was weird. I did they ever have a one on one match on WWE TV at least? I want to say they. I feel like there was one. <sighs> yeah, one. they had one at a house show in Dublin. Hmm. I know, I know that, but cause I that was when Batter was in NXT, wasn't it? Yeah. I can, yeah, I can't really remember. Like nothing is sticking out to my mind, but I want let's, to let's, see. Let's let's ask, ask cage match. Oh, see, I know. I know, I know they've done. They're in a six man match because it was Ballard the Hardys against fucking Elias and the Bar, if I remember correctly. Jesus, why? I have a vague, <laughs> I have a, I have a vague recollection of that being a match, and I know they run off the Survivor Series teams. The time. I repeat, why? <laughs> why do I remember it? I don't fucking know. Um, but I guarantee if you look it up, it probably happened. I want to say it's either 2017 or 2018. 
I doesn't look like they've had a singles match. The only thing I is that that has shown Dublin. That is incredible. Like that match will f- like that match if it ever does properly happen will fuck. But like yeah, it's war games this weekend. There's gonna be a, a moment in that that's gonna be very. Uh, or, they're not both in war games. Sure, what the fuck am I talking about? I get me I get my matches mixed up. Don't mind me talking about me hope. Mm, as usual. Uh, I'm, so- I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very tired and I've had I've had to try and cram catching up on wrestling into my head so I'm getting my cards confused ah poor baby yeah Gordo's a sleepy today but yeah that match needs to happen make it so uh, so the opening match of Raw was the Brawling Brutes versus the Judgment Day it's fine typical match I suppose nothing of note happened in my mind at least anyway I know you Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre ringside and AJ and the b- 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 boys came down to the rings, but it's just a bit scrappy and, you know, kind of just continues the storyline for AJ and Balor going into Survivor Series War Games and he had the kind of the Kevin Owens aspect of it as well. Almost defeated Johnny Gargano in a match that I skipped. Well, hey, because hey, fuck watching an almost match. Yeah. <laughs> almost, yeah. <laughs> Who's got time for that shit? Almost as a free um, five minutes of catching up on stuff. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory defeated Mustafa Ali via A Town Down. I this was on, but I can't actually remember watching it. Uh, Bo, have you seen this? Yeah, I thought it was a decent match. Um, it's fun Is Theory been... still going down the wormhole of being a, a notorious crazy guy? Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, he was a uh, pretty dominant. Ali oh, got decent, some some offense then, but yeah, it's kind of was similar to his beatdown on um, Rollins last week. That kind of same vibe and pushing that further. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure I want to see more of it, but we'll 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 I digress. We'll we'll move on. Elias and Matt Riddle, because that's a tag team now, uh, defeated yeah. the Alpha Academy via Floating Bro. Um, sure, did you got someone as talented as Matt Riddle? Why did he constantly put him in random tag teams? You know, he was with Pete Dunne, won the NXT tag titles. But fucking Randy Orton won the Raw tag team titles. Why? Me, it feels like they're going back down the, oh, he's silly riddle again, because I uh, nearly feels like Randy is ready to come back. Yeah, I think so. Seems, makes sense. Sort of wanting the dumb riddle back down again so they can have him go into the Randy mode and then have the eventual turn and do it, set up the, all the single stuff between himself and Randy. It just feels like they, like, you've got Matt Riddle, arguably in the prime of his career, super over with the crowd and you're literally handcuffing him because you've got both championships on one person that you're not going to take the belts off for at least another six months. Ah, yeah. give it three and a bit. Well, uh, he's not going to drop the belts to Rocket Mania, is he? Yeah, I mean, there's no... I, I still like... Until I hear The Rock's music, I'm not believing that he's going to be at Mania. Fair. I won't, uh, I won't disagree with you on that. I think... I just be, I, I'm assuming a lot, you know, mainly is in LA. It feels like there is no one to beat. What Roman does Rock have upcoming on IMDb? <laughs> <laughs> like it just feels to me like they they're building it up to Roman and Rock at Mania, for Roman to beat the Rock to become the modern day head of table. You know, defending his family's honor. 
it, it, to be fair, it's a very easy storyline to tell, and the two of them will tell it fantastically well. It doesn't really need the belts, but I don't think they'll drop the belts before it because, you know, it amplifies the match a little bit more because you've got, you know, he's putting his title on the line, but he's also fighting for the, the supremacy of his family's name, blah, blah, blah. Winner takes all effectively, and The Rock will do him the honor and putting him over at the end. <sighs> I mean, it, it's a great, it makes perfect sense for a story, but The Rock is currently filling a movie. One movie is in pre production, and he has another five announced. So, yeah, <laughs> but do could you possibly go title versus career? And essentially, you just put a pin in everything Rock related. It's done, it's over. That's it. Him. Yeah. Like, he's never going to be doing a full-time run or even a part-time run again, but I don't know if he'll ever be done-done. Like, The Rock is the sort of guy and he's the sort of athleticism and uh, personality that could always come back and do a job for someone or fill in a match. Just look at fucking Steve Austin, for example. I think if you'd put the career on the line, even though, you know, Shawn Michaels put his career on the line, wink-wink, nudge-nudge. I th- yeah, I, I like it. It makes sense of the storyline, but I just don't like it because then you are hamstringing Rock to never coming back and even doing a part-time match ever again. Yeah, I don't know. It's just if if, if he reckons because like you'll probably have to call it eventually. Yeah, Steve. And I know you're you're a huge Rock fan. Would you Would you like to see the Rock end his career at the hands of Roman Reigns at Mania next year? Shut up, or I'll shut you up. Wow. He was not liking my idea right there. No, no, no. Um, no I, think I didn't think it was that on. bad. Yeah, we've upset him. Sorry, Steve. Um, yeah, interesting thoughts, though. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, Elias and Riddle defeated Alpha Academy. Sure, nothing is really happening there. Drew McIntyre defeated Baron Corbin because Drew insulted Corbin backstage and slapped... Corbin instead of slapping JBL reasons I'm sure. Sure. Yep. Um, and the War Games Advantage match, Rhea Ripley defeated Asuka. Sure. Yeah, the heels have to. I love when you have two. Usually do flip and flip. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, it makes more sense for heels. It makes so much more win. sense for the heels to have yeah. the advantage. So the only thing that we don't know about this match is who's the fifth person on Team Face. Yes, which I'm assuming um, we're going to find out on SmackDown. Because otherwise you're leaving at the very last minute. I think they've which actually I, I said prefer. that it will be announced on SmackDown. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, she said we'll find out. We say it on SmackDown, didn't she? Yeah. Now, the the show itself is in Boston. So obviously that leads people to suspect mm. that it might be Sasha Banks. Mm. Some people had a dream um, they would make it. Gordo had another couple of premonitions. He thought it might have been... Whoop! That, that completely it, broke it, it, it peaked out, but uh, yeah. he was wooing. Ah, okay. Woo. Okay. I was wooing. I I don't want it to be a woo. Uh, the but. other person um, who's heavily rumoured is the return of Becky. She's in Dublin right now. If only you could fly to Boston in six hours, Bo. Yeah, true. But still, she's in Dublin. <laughs> Throwing people off the scent. Never believe what yeah. Becky says. Never, always do the opposite of what <laughs> Becky says. 
Let me just see what the, the latest is on the Becky Graham. That sounds weird. Yeah, it's a little bit creepy, that. But yeah, she should be a possibility. But yeah, I'd imagine if it's been announced in advance. Although I don't know, I think I, I think if it's Sasha, you don't announce it in advance. You see, I think if it's Sasha, you oh, go it needs to, the to be show a surprise appearance. Like yeah, like yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's novelty book it. So if it's not either of those three, which are easily the three obvious ones, Trish Stratus. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like. Match. Oh, yeah. I don't or know they'd probably do. do something stupid like bring up like Raquel Gonzalez or whatever her name is now. Big Mama Cool. She not like, really it would much? be a great shout. No, she's not, no. It'd be a good shout for the match, but as a surprise entrant or as the, the unnamed person, I think it would be very much a, a damp squid. Sorry, are you saying damp squid? N- no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird one to call. It's a very very weird show to call. Um, um, let's move on to it. So perhaps we'll, we might go on to that straight away. So you have Bianca, Alexa, Mia Yim, or whatever her new name is. Uh, she's gone back. She's gone back to Mia Yim again. She yeah, she, she will be because that Mi Chin was fucking bollocks. Yeah, um, they had her listed as that on the website for like all of a day, and then they were like, actually. This is a fucking terrible idea. What were we thinking? Mm-hmm. And roll it back. Uh, TBA um, versus Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota, Eosky, and Deranged, Nikki Cross, and the Manic, Rhea Ripley. I don't really know how to describe her. Okay. She's very weird right now. Apparently, it feels. Uh, like... Oh, sorry, go No, I was going to say, it feels like this has to be Rhea Pins Bianca. Hmm. Isn't she still owed a title shot? Yeah. So she can go into that after pinning Bianca at this. Then it's straight out afterwards to I want my title shot. And essentially we we eventually get the first person of Judgment Day to hold a title. Mm. What we Um, need, however, is a tag team. From Judgment Day to win a title. We do. Dominic and Priest. No, not fucking Priest. Fucking Priest. (laughs) Bleed Priest. Bleed Priest. Do you know what I would love if the the only way they're merging the the concept? So you've got Survivor Series War Games. Instead of using the the traditional War Games method of, you know, you. you go into the cage in alternative routes and you get delayed by a few minutes. What happens if everyone started the match in the cages and if you get pinned or submitted, you're eliminated and have to leave the cage and it's the last one standing in the cage wins. So some sort of chamber where you get eliminated. Yeah, but it's obviously war game, so there's t- two rings, more people, it's team versus team. I got yeah. the point you're making, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I'm, sticking with it. I'm digging up, stupid. <laughs> um, no, I just... War Games is fine. I know we haven't seen it on the main roster, so I have to give it a chance, but I thought they could have done something novel with it. Not quite what uh, NXT are going to do. That's oh, baby. Hell, uh, NXT yeah. that. 
Oh, baby, um, that match is going to be an experience, that one. It will. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, though, because it's going to be a mess. It's oh, be it's going to be such a fucking disaster. I'm, I'm yeah. here for it, like, but yeah, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a clusterfuck. Uh, you've Actually, got a... We, sorry, just probably because we haven't mentioned anything for NXT, I just had to feel I have to bring up um, the debut that we had on NXT this week of oh, Scripts. Scripts. It's Reggie um, in a mask. Oh... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And a fairly cheap looking mask as well. Oh. It uh, it does not look good <laughs> at all. Yeah, we did lots of flippy things because he's Reggie, but you know. Yeah. The mask is terrible. Yeah. Mask is awful. Stupid idea for bad creative. Um, Deliverance is asking Steve here. Steve, what uh, what was your thoughts on the script's debut? Yeah, it's good. Oh. There you go. Big fan of flippy grabs of Steve. Yeah. Yeah. That the rugby. Hardy loves the rugby as well. Steve, I thought you hated rugby. This is kind of stupid. Ah. <laughs> I, th- I think he, he's questioning the fact that we question him about his love of rugby. Gotcha. Loves rugby. Mad for the rugby. Loves the rugby. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Darn tootin'. There we go. Confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on a postcard. Uh, back to Survivor Series. Cardia Ronda Rousey defending against Shotzi. Oh, New oh State. yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that. I've been, <laughs> when, I've been occasionally the, catching up with SmackDown. Yeah. When the happening. fuck did yeah. that happen? <laughs> uh, well, I'm just reading according to Wikipedia's match card. So maybe it's she won. She won a match to get that last week on SmackDown. If I remember. Ah, you, right. beat, you beat the champ. You get her title. Gotcha. Didn't she didn't Yo. beat Rousey. She won a like a fatal four way or something. I don't know what it was. Beat the champ, get her title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prize that everyone wants. You get to face Ronda Rousey. Ah, fuck. Ah, balls. Um, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory for the U.S. title. Quick answers on this one. Seth. Seth. Yeah, I'll go with Seth. Nice Seth pins Theory after a spear by Lashley. Uh, hopefully. Um, only five matches announced for it. I know war games are long, but it's only five matches. Hmm. AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. I let this go 45 minutes personally. The yeah. fans. Give it we joke often about it. Time in the world. But Steve, definitely. you you're a big fan of the long matches, aren't you, Steve? Well, it's Steve. about time. Ah, long he loves time. the long matches. A lot long of time. time. He loves yeah, a lot it's of about time. time. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, that's what he's saying. Is it's in nice. fact about time. That's yeah. that's what it's yeah. like when it comes to wrestling. Yeah. The more time, the better. Gotcha. Um, Steven's looking forward to the show running till like five o'clock in the morning. He's going to be up there watching every second of it. Uh, main event. Main event. Probably main event. Surely main event. Uh, Bloodline. Roman Reigns. Usos. Solo Sokoa and Sammy Uso. So the Brawling Usos, Brutes. the three Usos, yes. Yes. Uh, the Brawling Brutes of Seamus, Rich and the Butch. Uh, Pete Dunne. And Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. I don't really care, but this match is going to be fucking fun. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a bloodline, but... Yeah. Uh, Sammy pins Holland. Uh, I I just, I... Sammy has to get the win. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's going to pin someone more significant. 
But you're not having Sammy pin Drew. You're not having a bit pin fucking KO because that will ruin no, the long term yeah, plan. So no. you're literally left with he's pinning Butcher. He's pinning Sheamus. I think Sheamus or Drew. Him pinning Drew would be massive. Mm. It would because, you know, Drew could be incapacitated by all of the bloodline hitting all of the moves on him. And so somehow Sami Zayn being nominated. It's the one to, who just sneaks pin. into Sami's the one who sneaks in for the pin while like yeah. everyone else is brawling in the aftermath or something. Exactly. I think just pinning Ridge is just like meh. It is, but it's also WWE you have to factor in. Even though it's Triple H, it's still WWE. We're fucking here. So either way, this match is gonna be like for the people that are in it, with the exception of Ridge, who is still needs a lot of work. Uh, a lot of potential, but a lot of work needed. For nine of the t- ten, uh, ten guys that are in this, this match is going to fucking slap. I can't wait for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, as I think I said it last week, you can expect ridiculous shit to happen in both of these War Games matches. Um, because what is they want footage. EO Sky. She is doing something stupid off the top of that cage. Yeah, probably she through is. something else. <laughs> Because they have the footage of her in the, with the bin, but let's be honest, they need footage that isn't NXT footage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get anyone here who's anyway high flying to do something ridiculous off the cell, off the cage. And confirm. So it's part of the reason why I can't wait for it, because I'm expecting just ridiculous shit. And like I said, there's only five matches on the card, so they're giving themselves ample time. To be creative and, and tell a good story yeah. with all of this, so that and they'll add another three as back to tour. Oh, probably yeah. But uh, also, let's not forget we yeah. also have the creative minds that are Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going into yes. a war games match. Yes, we saw what Against them lads done in an era where there was ladder matches every couple of months. Them lads went out and had one of the best fucking ladder matches in modern times mm. uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, still, just an incredible match to watch now. I have. Not but the utmost faith in these lads' abilities to not have a bad match when the two of them are involved. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Right, I think it's time to start taking it home. Um, best match of the week. No, fuck. Um, I, there's oh a lot shit. of good ones on full gear. Yeah, the main, um, event, the main event of Dynamite was very good. The main event of NXT was very good. What if, uh, was, uh, oh, I haven't seen that. Wes, Wesley and Carmelo Hayes was very good. Oh, I heard there was a, a debut or a re-debuting a, after that. Dijak, just called Dijak is all they named him. Uh, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. If he's just Dijak, I'm okay with it. Um... Best match, Ooh. both. How are you going for? I'm, despite all the great stuff that was on AW this week, I'm actually going to go for the main event of NXT. I'm going to go for Wesley oh. and Carmelo Hayes. It was a really good match. Grado? Um, ooh. I'm going to go for a match I don't think any of you would expect me to say and say hater Tony. In a shocking turn of events, I find myself agreeing with Gordo and I feel extremely mm. dirty. Um, Steve, were either of those two on your list of candidates for match of the week? No, no, no! Oh, okay. Just hated all the rest of this week then, I'm assuming. 
Jesus. It's really painful. Oh, I can't take it anymore. It's because they're stupid. That's why. That's a man who's given up on wrestling at this point. Yeah. I don't even know why he's he's on the podcast. It's a good thing he's off getting drunk tomorrow, isn't it? Really is. And he's sure he's off next week as well, isn't he? Yeah. Howard. Scandalous. Uh, Also, a side note. uh, How do you feel about doing a two-man boost next week? What are you doing? I have to head home for an NCT. Scandalous. Scandalous. I mean, I'll be here. Yeah, sure, we'll see how it gets on. Yeah. And on that note, uh, in a purely coincidental talk here, let's look at the worst match of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fuck. I haven't seen Raw or NXT, so I'm struggling here. Um, Fuck. I'm going to go with Wesley and Carmelo Hayes. (laughs) Get fucked. (laughs) Ah, no. Ah, no. I, I I like both of them. I just absolutely despise Wesley's name. Yeah, the name isn't great. It is not great. I don't know if I saw a bad match this week. I was fully expecting to give this to oh, Jake Carter and Nyla Rose. Almost and no, was a great an almost match. Was a squash Should we just rename this the uh, worst almost match of the week? Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Uh, since uh, I didn't see that, I'm actually going to go for a really controversial one here and say the Ring of Honor World Championship four-way match from Full Gear. Mm. Wow. Could have knocked five to seven minutes off that and I still would have thought it was too long. I can't I just... believe that you're here criticizing Steve's favorite wrestler of all time like that to his face. You so crazy. <laughs> well, look, you know what? Steve, when you show up to the show, you know I'm going to be fucking throwing barbs at somebody. And this week you're just cutting across hairs. So. Why are you torturing me? I'm just a man. You're just a man, but that was just a shit match. So, Wow. So toxic. Yep. Uh, uh, best segment of the week. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. Um, fuck. Probably do the opening segment from Dynamite. How's yeah. a black return for me? Has a, yeah. I'd go along with what Bo said. I really liked Moxley's reply. And he got the crowd in the palm of his hand for that when he was, you know, standing back to Regal, hands on the ropes, shaking a little bit. Yeah. And he turns and he delivers his line. I want you to walk. I want you to run. Run away. Oh, that was very good. That really yeah. kind of, it, it kind of goes along the lines of, you know, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. disappointed. It, it yeah. had the same sort of feels as that. Uh, yeah, that was that was ridiculously good. To be fair. And a random shout out for a promo on NXT for uh, Mackenzie Mitchell. Uh, she's showing personality in promos backstage. Uh, and uh-huh. Javier Bernal. Uh, it was great. So a bit of doing a thing basically where Javier Bernal is, is uh-huh. having a list of uh-huh. challengers that he's looking to um, <laughs> that he's looking to. Uh, oh, that was base. very good. That's, and that's and they're just and basically he's picking people that are injured or retired or whatever, and she's just calling him on every single one. It was fantastic. Yeah, big big Mackenzie fan. Uh, yeah, I've seen that segment. Your man Javier Bernal is perfect for that kind of role as well. He's yeah. really a slightly more serious Santino in, in a lot of ways with that stuff. Uh, uh, worst segment of the week, so. Oh, fuck. Uh, 
Ooh, um, Jade and the Baddies. Yeah, it wasn't great. I'm just over it. It's every couple of weeks. It's that this one's out. This one's back in. This one's out. This one's back in. Like I, I couldn't give less of a fuck about that group. I like to because now we're going to get Kira Hogan as a single star potentially. So that's going to be good. I'm okay with that side of it. I'm okay with the outcome of it, but just the whole baddie stuff in general that just feel has run its course. And the fact that they actually brought up the Bellwell stuff, it just feels, it feels cringe. It's, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's in kind of engaging with mainstream audiences again. They're trying to get in extra eyes that way. They're obviously not going to have a match, but it'll do something to do a bit of crossover work. Sure, I'm okay with it. Those things kind of come with a caveat of like it's a necessary evil. Some are better than others. Obviously, you've got the Bad Bunny crossover, which is very, very good. Let's just see how this works. I don't have much expectation, but let's just mm. see how it works. Uh, my worst, uh, Bron Breaker goes fishing from NXT. Sorry, what? It's just a promo about how he likes to fish. It was, it was right. a, a segment, basically just him on a boat fishing. Like, yeah, when I when I finish my matches and calm down, I like to go fishing. And that was but it. And they repeated it like a lot. Yeah. Why? Because why? he likes to fish. Because now that he's, God. You know, he's got pressure on him and this lets him relax because he can fish. They really are going to fucking ruin that man, aren't they? Uh, moving on swiftly. Uh, wrestler of the Week. Bold Maybe one. Hater. I don't want to put it straight out. I'm going to go for Soraya. Hmm. Hard to argue that. Hard to argue that. Jamie, I, on any other week, would have won it for winning the title and having a hell of a good match. But just for the context, coming back after five years, seemingly not missing a beat and showing in one match with arguably AEW's other best women's star, controversial opinion. She showed more in that match than I think anyone else has on a women's roster in three years. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. weigh in probably because of the story behind it, yeah. I'd probably weigh in. Yeah, welcome, right, there you welcome, go. welcome to the pods for a show of the week. Uh, full gear. Full gear. Yeah. Mm, that was a solid pay-per-view overall. Um, not their best, obviously, but definitely not their worst. I saw I people say good. this was in their top five pay-per-views of all time. It was good, but it wasn't. It wasn't close to it. It was a solid yeah. It was a I'd solid. Good seven out of ten. Seems about fair. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be about fair for I'd love to, actually, I don't think Meltzer rating is out until tomorrow, usually. Um, I don't I know if there was... Don't know if there was anything, uh, Sammy Guevara, what the fuck were you thinking, dumbass moment of the week? contenders was there um maybe the elite doing all the cm punkisms yeah if yeah if, the elite doing the punkisms if he's not if he's yeah. if they haven't sorted that shit out them doing the punkisms yeah, exactly is, if there's no end there, one of, stupid. yeah that's one of the dumbest sammy guevara moments of all time we need to um get graphics made so we can put these out on socials every week that's true it'll give me something to do over christmas we just five the next couple of weeks. I'll give you something to do and I'm stuck here over Christmas. Uh, put it in your calendar. Make it a thing. Um, yeah, mark it down. Um, then that brings us uh, nicely along to the worst takes of the week. 
Let's see if we have any in here. Uh, where are we going? When do we start? Uh, did we put the thing in to have the new week? I don't think we did, did we? So hurting oh. men in the premise of a wrestling match is totally okay. That one is the next one up. The Sky yeah. Too Hottie discourse. Ah, yes. Oh, the Scotty. What? Tell me what. Actually, I didn't see the original tweet. So, so he, he doesn't want to do uh, cross-gender wrestling, is it? Yeah, basically, he, he, it's not that. He has no problem with being involved in like intergender matches, but essentially he doesn't want to be facing off and wrestling against women. Okay. So obviously when we saw him at OTT, he wrestled... Like he's wrestled tag matches with Martina. Okay. Um, which also kind of suits their gimmicks, obviously. Uh, so he basically said, Dear promoters, I do not fight women. I'm 49. I have a 20 year old daughter. Hurting women isn't appealing to me. Uh, I understand there's men that do it nowadays. It's just not my thing or something like that. Um, I, I, I can't remember the rest of it, but that was kind of the basic gist of it is he basically has a, he has a daughter who'd be around about the same age as the people he'd be in there fighting with. He's wanting to kind of set an example, and he's like, "Look, it's just it's not how I've done it. It's not how I've been brought up." Kind of thing. I, do, I just don't want to do it. I said we've seen him involved in matches that are involving women, so it's not that he doesn't want to be in a ring with women at all. It's just he doesn't want to be seen to be wrestling against women, attacking women. Yeah. Interesting. So. Um, this person then co-tweeted that and said so quote hurting men in the premise of a wrestling match is totally okay but hurting a woman in the same situation is not because why because women are weak fragile flowers it does make you out of touch glad we sorted that out i think she's missing the very obvious point of you know man hitting woman bad yeah yes (laughs) <laughs> that's, it's a bad, it's a bad take. <laughs> that's 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 a very bad take, love. Ah, um, so that kind of goes on to the, to the reply that we have here. Is, the reply is, "Gosh, lots of people are missing or ignoring the point here. If you think that simulated violence is fine against one person but not another because of someone's gender, you are out of touch and still believe puritanical gender role nonsense." No, that was doubling down. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there was an awful lot of that. Um, the voice of reason, actually, in all of it, turned out to be Martina, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, she basically she basically mentioned obviously the fact that the two of them working together. Said he was, yeah, uh, he worked a tag match with me. Uh, like said, she was nothing but complimentary. It was a pleasure to work with. Loved working with him. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Basically, all that stuff. It was like she she basically said, "Look, I got where he was coming from. Why he was the way he was." At the same time, we just had a good match. I've seen if I, I'm scrolling back at the moment to see if I can find it. Oh um, man, he's actually after deleting his Twitter as well now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's been he's been run off Twitter because of it completely. Um, which here it is. Uh, Scotty was asked to rest me earlier this year. He couldn't have been more polite and kind when explaining his reasons not to, which I completely accepted and understood. So we tagged versus two guys. It was great. Let's leave him alone and let him have his morals. I think she replied to another one somewhere as well, where she'd say kind of. Explained a bit extra on it as well. There was one or two others wrote in with kind of something similar where he'd wrestle tag matches with them against two guys instead. And everyone was basically like, Yeah, that's a joy to fucking work with. Like, leave him alone. So imagine in 2022 having to defend not wanting to be seen to hit a woman. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me just re reread that. Yeah. yeah. 2022, you need to defend 
that you, a man, do not want to hit a woman. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what he's had yeah. to do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm getting dumber by the second just saying that. Yeah. Sweet baby Jesus. Don't get wrong, we've seen plenty of intergender uh, intergender matches in OTT. They have an intergender fucking title. Yeah. Mm. Gender neutral title. Um, so we've seen plenty of those matches. No issue with them. They've had some fucking terrific matches for it. A lot of which involving Martina. Um, so that yeah. girl sleeps with everybody. Wow, wow, Steve. Jesus. Jesus Christ, Steve. Just because she's got 57 children, you cannot come out and say that. God. Harsh, man. Fucking harsh. What an absolute Fucking dickhead. Toxic. Oh. Um, next one up is a tweet from our good friend Juan. Juan? Juan? Uh, so he's tweeted two pictures. One of Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega, who will be facing at Wrestle Kingdom this year. And the other of Austin and Rock having a showdown. Um, Steve, I think, has nominated this because he thinks that one of these things is not like the other. I agree with Steve. One of these things is not like the other. And I love Osprey and Omega. But Well, that moves on I, nicely to Deliverance's follow reply. Worse. Definitely worse. Um, yeah. So, one of these oh, things is not like the other. Oh, um, oh, I, I would agree. Rock cold. Austin really wasn't that epic. You would agree. No, I just said that for the means. Okay, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, I, 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 was te- I was on the verge of telling you to get out of the fucking house. Shut up or I'll man. shut you up. Exactly. You fucking tell him, Steve. Um, oh, um, can, can we just call the fucking contest for this week at that? That's... I don't know. I, don't know. I think we, we, we have some competition here this week. That's, that, that's a 9.5, if not higher. That's... Well, I'll say... Uh, that was the tweet. It was was first Rock Austin that epic. Uh, let's just see what the next one down is. Uh, yeah, but let's just compare the number of star ratings between Steve Austin, The Rock, Kenny Omega, and Will Osprey. Uh, then let's have a talk about what's epic. Oh, for fuck's uh, sake! Next, I think I think that. some of these replies might have been taking the piss. I hope that one has are. to be. I really that one has there. to be. Yeah, so the the original guy who thought that Rock Austin wasn't that good replied and said, someone who's never received a five versus someone who's received multiple fives versus someone who's got the highest star rating in uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter history. Yeah, Omega and Osprey are on a whole nother level of epic. Hope this puts all your nonsense to rest. Which wrestler was dubbed the greatest bout machine? I'll give you a hint. It isn't but uh. Kurt. And that's not none, of, none, none of them were because he was no. the best belt machine, not the greatest belt machine. You yeah. fucking tick cunt. <laughs> um, and Bo's put one in here, so we'll, we'll read this one out. And it's from a good friend of the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> someone who's probably blocked most of it at this stage. I don't think I can see any of his tweets because I probably disagreed I, with one of his outlandish opinions one night. I'm somehow not blocked. <laughs> Me neither. I said. Uh, I won't blast them because that's just rude. Uh, and while we're on the topic of unfortunate wrestler cowardice, Kingston is a cunt for taking a booking from that bunch of losers down the road. You don't need that dirty money. You have a contract, man. This is in relation to Eddie Kingston being booked by OTT for their homecoming show in January. 
How is that soapbox working out for you there at Jamesy underscore 2015? <laughs> you fucking moron. What happened to not calling them out, eh? Oh, sorry. Did I say that? Oops. I didn't mean to call out at Jamesy underscore 2015 like that. Fucking moron. I have a feeling Fitz isn't a fan. No, um, yeah. That's just a stupid take. Why? The, okay. the, 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 man, the man can work other places. Like, is everyone that's ever going to work an OTT show forever tarnished? Like, okay, cool. Don't go to the shows. Just shut your fucking mouth. We don't care. Yeah. Um. So, the voting. We have the Scotty Too Hotty Bad Take or the Osprey Omega Rock Austin debate. Oh. What are you going for? If those reply, deliverance the second reply, I think that's the one that takes it for me, the stars, if that's legit. I, I don't know if that's someone taking the piss or... Yeah. Well, I think you probably should be ignored the first one with the gif of the yeah. guys being shocked. But the, the other two replies below that are from the same guy who thought Rock Austin yeah. wasn't all that. So I'm going with that one. That's the one I'm going with. Yeah, I'm going go with the Rock Austin wasn't really that epic. Um, that's fucking shocking. I I won't fight you on that. Also, we have a late we have a late arrival for uh, segment of the week, and I haven't seen it yet. But I just from seeing what it is, it's going to be segment of the week. Um, Dominic and Rhea Ripley have crashed Thanksgiving dinner at the Mysterio household. Oh dear God! Uh, and it's a full two and a half minute segment. I'm seeing people quote tweeting it out the fucking wazoo. So this looks like it's an absolute all timer of a fucking segment. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, moving along swiftly. Um, one thing we didn't touch in the news: um, Kyrie Sane, first ever IWGP Women's Champion. Yeah, yeah seems to be on AWTV possibly. That'd be nice. Telephone. Give it all that, yeah. Mm. Give me all of that. Um, yeah, uh, Gordo, plug us up. I suppose I could do a bit of plugging. Um, surprised I'm not doing some plugging right now. If people were to get us at the Old Edge Wrestling Podcast, they're going to be able to get us each and every week on all your favorite podcast apps. So you'll find us on your iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening now. If you check back next weekend, you're going to find us there again. So. Please make sure to check us out, follow us, give us a thumbs up, whatever you the hell you got to do on there so you'll get notified when we go live or when we drop a new episode, I should say. Um, also, you can find us over on WrestlingSoup.com along with Wrestling Soup Guys themselves and a load of other podcasts. So please go over there and share some love and make sure also to check out the Soup Guys over on their Patreon as well. Uh, also, shout out to our friends at Canvas Theory, www.canvastheory.com. If you use promo code A. WP, you're going to get 10% off of your entire order. So please make sure to check them out over there. Uh, also, check us out over on Twitter. We mentioned it earlier. It's at the AW Pod. When you're over there, you will be able to find a link to our Discord channel where you can come and join in the live fun and get access to be able to just listen to the podcast two days earlier. You'll also get to see any memes and stuff we're posting as we're going along because we kind of just post a few bits and pieces to kind of pop each other as we're recording every week. So come join in the fun and See if you can break us while we're recording the podcast every week. Um, also, some of our uh, activities over the weekends will often be found over on Twitch. It's twitch.tv forward slash the AWP. New season of Fall Guys is out, as is the jury. Um, I haven't tried it yet. I'm not gone on it at mm. all. I really I mean, don't like last it. Last season had some really good new levels, so they had a lot to live up to. 
These ones are piss poor. Mm. Uh, I was I gone? Me and Steve had a short stream of it last night. We, we were even undecided about it. Mm. Yeah, it, it seems like the the RNG is a bit less in the new levels, but the the bodying is going to be a huge impact because it's a lot of sliding around, and you're kind of jockeying for position. It's going to suck a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, feel that we're getting very selective with what playlists and like what weekends I'm playing at this season. So we might be able to look for other games. Tabletop Simulator might be getting some love, boys. Yeah, uh, which Steve will be league. delighted. Back, I, I wouldn't be opposed to going back to Rocket League. It's essentially mm. constant fall ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I said that's twitch.tv forward slash AWP. You'll find us there most Fridays and Saturdays. Build up to Christmas, might be slightly less. We don't know how the hell shit's going to go. But uh, if you drop us a follow over there and turn on notifications, you will get notified every time we go live. So you can pop in, say hello, chat away to us. Um, we're always up for a bit of banter over there. So check us out. Uh, when you're over there dropping us a follow as well, if you could do us an even bigger favor, go and drop a follow on Deliverance 77 over there as well, please. We really appreciate it. Spread the love. I think that's a lot of it, boys. Yeah. Mm, I think we've done Steve, more tonight. You know what, Steve? You have been on fucking top form tonight, dude. Um, I know you were saying you weren't really feeling up for the show tonight, but I actually think you're... I, I think you've done a lot. So uh, before we call it a night, have you got any parting words for us? Oh, I'm just going to rest for a minute. Okay, dog. Fair enough. Um, all right. Yeah. Boys, another one in the can. Yeah. Indeed. Um, he keeps letting fu- Dougal do funerals and they never end up very well. So... Um, yeah, I'm probably away next week, so the two of you might be doing a TM. So I need two sad pads next week. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah, seen conversation between Homer Simpson and fucking Peter Griffin. I was going to say, send me on one to see what, other, what, I, what I can come up with. Send me on whatever software you use for it and I'll see what I can come up with. <laughs> oh, dear God. The carnage. The carnage. Uh, uh, I might see if I put together a Viper one. So we'll have me, Nikki, Homer Simpson, and the Viper. <laughs> Schlegel boys. Schlegel boys. And on that note, uh, Steve, what's that sound? Mm. <gasps> uh oh, Tiger's whistle. You know what that means? Tiger's whistle's blowing. Means we must be going. No more Russell crowing for you. But now don't you start to whine. I'll see you again next time, cause there's plenty of more fighting left to do. Making movies, making songs, and fight around the world. See you next time, everybody. <laughs>